What is up, party people? Sage Lewis coming to you from WMVU, Many Voices United. Man, it's been hot out there. <laughs> More ways than one. More ways than one. I've been moving a lot of trash. And man, boiling. Today, it's like, I don't know, mid-70s, I had to put on a sweatshirt. It's officially summer now, isn't it? I think it is. I think it is. June 23rd. Summer has officially begun. We had the longest day of the year. Passed me right by. I wish we'd make more celebrations about that day, you know? Longest day of the year. Super cool. I'm all for more holidays. Uh, Juneteenth is kind of like that, right? I mean, June 19th. It's a good solstice holiday. Like Christmas. We have Juneteenth and we have uh, Christmas. Which is good. It's good. How the heck are you people? Are you good? Are you good? I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling a little tired. Uh, a lot going on in my life. Uh, there's a lot going on in everybody's life. Nobody needs to worry about me. But I will say, still not in jail. <laughs> still not in jail. Have been talking to police officers, interestingly, not about sex trafficking. They never ask me about sex trafficking. I don't know. That was the headline last week. Sex trafficking found it. That no good Sage Lewis's tent city. <laughs> I'm like, hey man, let's track it down. Let's find the let's find the perpetrators. I was talking to a police officer yesterday. I was talking to one police officer, and there was another police officer. I turned to him, and the guy literally said, I kid you not, don't talk to me, Sage. That's what, literally what the guy said. He said that. Don't talk to me, Sage. They were here. They were at my camp. There, um, Some documentary people were there, and um, I... I don't know. Literally, the guy said, don't talk to me. And I'm like, well, I can't. Okay. 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 He was mad at me. I don't know why. Probably because I help no good loser drug addicts. And that's the problem, isn't it? Like, I was just looking on Facebook here. You know, I'm unhealthily obsessed with this stupid place. And a woman wrote, um, I feel sorry that your daughter died, but I don't usually feel sorry for other people. Something like that. I'm like, wow. And the only reason she said she felt sorry for Brenda, whose daughter died, if you know Brenda Cameron, uh, her daughter died of a drug overdose. The only reason this woman said she felt sorry for Brenda was because of how she wrote about her dead daughter. Damn. So apparently, according to this woman, your uh, ability to, to, to convey your situation in the written form will determine whether or not she feels sorry for your dead uh, daughter. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, I'm not even making it up. Look, I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to pull it up. I, I swear to God, this is what this woman said. And because she's going to be like, I'm watching you, Sage, and that's not what I said at all. Okay, fine. Fine. Uh, let me let me address what you said. Let me address what you said. Hold on. I never set this place up right. I never do it. I never. Come on. Come on. Why won't you? I need you to go over here. I need you to go over here. Where's my Facebook? Facebook me. So I can show the, the words this woman said. I can show the words. Come on, Facebook. You got this, buddy. You can do this. It's a blank screen. It's a 
blank screen. It's like, nah, I can't really Facebook today. It says Facebook. <laughs> I can't be Facebooking all the time. Do you know how much of a pain it is to be Facebook? I feel you, Facebook. Sorry. Sorry for your life, your den of iniquity. Oh, here we go. Okay, hold on. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Was it this lady? Was it this lady? Let me see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Okay. I think it is. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, here it is. Here's this lady. <laughs> Check this out. Check out what this lady says. So Brenda, here, I'll set it up. Brenda um, is very, um, thankfully, outspoken about her daughter's overdose and has a nonprofit to try to save kids from overdosing. We were talking about drug dealers, and she really hates drug dealers, rightfully so. They killed her daughter. Um... Uh, my daughter paid the ultimate price for a decision to buy drug, buy the drug she did. She knew her friends are dropping like flies. Her dealer paid his price for his decision to sell drugs that killed her on bail and blah, blah, blah. Um, anyways, yeah. And then, um, and then I was talking about how you can buy drugs on Snapchat these days. And kids are thinking they're buying one drug, but they're actually pressing fentanyl to look like other drugs. So kids are taking uh, fentanyl, and then uh, Brenda comes back and says, we have to warn our youth that in these days you can't even take an aspirin from a friend. You just can't trust that anything is laced anymore. I mean, if you are, if it's a white pill, you got to be careful. They can press it into looking like anything. Uh, then blah, 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 we go down here. Um, I want to read what Cole said because I thought Cole wrote some really great things. We have to keep in mind, that, though, that addiction literally rewrites your brain. This is a fact. This is not some sort of theoretical hyperbole. This is absolute positive fact. Addiction rewrites your brain. We know a bad batch can kill us. Some of us go looking for fentanyl specifically because our addiction is that bad. It's because our brain tells us it's the only way to cope. Once addiction has taken hold, we have lost control. And because of the stigma and that rehabs and mental health care is out of reach for so many, it becomes, seems, slash, is near impossible to pull ourselves out before it kills us. Uh, yeah, let's see. And then Brenda goes on to say there was a lot of mental health issues with her daughter as well. And then Cole says, so I started school last year studying human behavior and addiction effects on the brain. I love this. I love this. Pay attention here, everyone. It blew my mind to find out that over 70% of addicts have a co-occurring mental health disorder. 70%! Mental health disorder with anxiety and PTSD, CPTSD. I don't know what that is. I wonder what that is. What is CPTSD? Let me go find that out. I don't know that one. Let's see. It's hard to keep up with all the acronyms, you know. Complex post-traumatic. Okay, interesting. All right. Okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, being the primary diagnosis, okay, with those with a neurodivergence, autism, ADHD, bipolar disorder, BPD, etc., they're three times more likely to become an addict than their neurotypical peers, okay? If you have those neurodivergences, which I love that word, it's a good word. Three times more likely to become an addict. Okay? Feel me? Three times. The underlying issue with most addicts is mental health issues. More often than not, being self-medicated because they don't have pro access to proper mental health services. Imagine all the good that could come in so many problems areas in our country we could prioritize mental health. It infuriates me sometimes when I work with addicts and you realize their best chance of success is to focus on mental health, and so much of it is just unaccessible. Um, and then, okay, oh, and then let's get, okay, and now let's go back to, uh, you know, 
Linda, Linda was talking to Brenda. Linda says, you know, I feel bad for you and your family. I'm truly sorry you lost your daughter to her addiction. I don't feel bad for most, but you actually worded your story so well. You stated it was your daughter's choice to buy the drugs that took her life, and she knew what they were doing to others around her. She unfortunately made that choice with her eyes wide open. Okay? Most parents won't openly admit that. You did exactly that as hard as it is for you to admit and live with. It seems to me that she had a very loving family. Thank God Linda can be the judge for all this. She knows all of this. It seems to me a very loving family that cared for her very much, and she got involved with the wrong people. I hope your family can move on from your loss and forever. May your daughter stay in your heart. Unfortunately, Brenda said just thank you. <laughs> That's not what I said in my head with Linda. Uh, This word choice, okay? We love to throw around this word choice. Choice, 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 choice. It's their choice. I was talking to a police officer yesterday who works with uh, people with mental health issues. At CSS, Community Support Services. This guy sincerely wants to help. Sincerely, absolutely, positively, without a doubt, wants to help. I do not um, question his motives and what's in his heart at all. That said, I could sense his difficulty in getting over this hump, okay? There is a belief in this country of free will that all of our lives are free will. And I think it has to do with our Judeo-Christian background. Okay? You remember how it goes? Adam. Just having a great time over there in the garden, just chilling, just things are good. Things are good. He's naked and good. And then, I don't know, what, did he get bored or something? And he took a rib out of him and made a woman. And, oh, no, here we go. There's the problem. Women. Women are the problem. That's what the Bible's saying. Don't you ever say it's not saying anything else. Because <laughs> you know what happened. That no good conniving woman, Eve, went over to that tree. Mm. That tree they knew not to touch. The tree of knowledge. The tree of knowledge. She took that apple. And man, did that make God mad. Mad. And that was it. Original sin, baby. Original sin. Isn't that it? Isn't that what original sin is? I think. What is what is original? What is original sin? The tendency to sin inherited from Adam in consequence of the fall. The concept of his original sin was developed in the writings of St. Augustine. Okay, all right, St. Augustine, okay. Um, there it is. Look at this. Look at, look at these guys. Look at these guys. Look at there. I'm so unhappy. And Adam's like, oh, my God, this stupid bitch fucked everything up. God, please have mercy. I'm so sad. God damn it, Eve, you ruined everything. You ruined everything. (laughs) And that's why, ladies, you couldn't vote forever until the 70s. In the 70s, you couldn't even have a credit card. Okay? Because of original sin. Now, uh, and so... And why? 
because God gave us free will. That's why. Ask any evangelical. They'll tell you why. God gave us free will. Okay? He puts that thing out there. He says, don't touch it. And we touched it. He said, don't, and we did. Now, here's a little problem. Riddle me this. God is all-seeing and all-knowing, right? All-seeing, all-knowing, all-good, all-love, blah, 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 blah. Did God know we were going to do that? seemed to me an all-seeing, all-knowing God would have known we were going to do it. He would have known. He already watched the show. Didn't he watch the show? He's an all-seeing, all-knowing God, I think. So he knew Eve was going to take that apple. But that didn't stop him from being mad. Was God angry at Eve for eating the apple? Uh, there it is. There it is. Let's go to Quora. Why did God get mad at Adam and Eve for eating the apple but forgive humans for killing Jesus? How are the scenarios different? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be asking stupid questions, smart man. Probably smart woman. <laughs> your, po- your question poses a false dichotomy. Do you think God didn't feel pain and anger when Jesus was crucified just because he forgave those who did it? Do you think God didn't forgive Adam and Eve? Yes, God kicked Adam and Eve out of the garden because of their sin. They directly disobeyed him, and through their actions, sin entered the world. But he also shows forgiveness. He covered them in animal skin, replacing their leafy attempts at fashion. Oh, my God, who is this guy? And he told them his plan to fix the problem they caused and allowed him to have children. Despite the change in his relationship with Adam and Eve, we can infer that God didn't cut them off. We can't infer that since we see that Abel's sacrifices were accepted by him. So tackling Jesus' crucifixion, which wasn't a case for just one or two people directly disobeying God, but rather a perversion of justice. Carried out by those God allowed in power. God, like those God allowed in power. Yeah, don't forget that clever part. Because, you know, all powerful and everything. There's not really a direct comparison. It's totally different. Who is actually guilty? Herod. He was struck dead not long after the pretty... Anyways. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Uh, Do you see the problems with the Bible? The problems with a (laughs) literal Bible. Okay. Why did God flood the earth? Uh, Okay. Why did God... The flood wasn't an act of wanton destruction by a capricious God. No, act was... God was acting to restore the goodness of his creation. God preserves one family through the flood and elevates Noah as the new Adam, placed once again in a garden on a high mountain paradise. Uh, what did God say about the flood? I established my covenant. Never again will all life be cut off by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. I set my rainbow in the clouds. Is that even a thing? All right, anyways. Uh, why did... Uh, okay, let's, let's look at Bible study tools. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Um, but even those who did not have any religious are likely have heard, probably one of the best-known stories in the Bible, not understood. Uh, to go away... The flood told by Genesis chapters 6 through 9 starts with a strange description of the Son of God and daughters of men, the sons of God and daughters of men seemingly producing the Nephilim mixed in with the, this is God's response to the wickedness of the world and his determination to destroy it all. Following this was God's instruction to Noah to build a large boat, take on board pairs of all the animals. God was going to be sending a massive flood that would destroy all terrestrial life not on board the ark. 
So Noah built the boat, loaded the animals. No sooner was that done, the rains began. It ran for 40 days. The ground was flooded for over a year. Finally, the waters subsided, ruling out one alternative. Uh, Genesis 6, 6 says, The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his, his heart was deeply troubled. He, was, he regretted it. Damn. And in response, God determined to destroy all life on earth. It would be easy to read this and see a God who was caught off guard. But yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? A little easy to see that. Uh, a God who became so angry he decided to wipe out the whole mess. And so they have to, like, walk that all back. But it's hard to reconcile that with a God who is omniscient, who knows the future, right? A God who has chosen Christ as our atoning sacrifice before the foundation of the world. And had chosen me and Christ at the same time. The word translated as regretted. Oh, maybe to be grieved. Maybe we didn't regret it. Maybe just sad. <sighs> Anyways. Okay. So my whole point is I could do this all day. I love doing this stuff. This is what my TikTok is all about. People talking about the Bible. Love it. 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 So. Um, so you can see when you go back to Linda over here, you stated that it was your daughter's choice to buy the drugs. It was Eve's choice to eat that apple. It's the same sentence, right? We live in that kind of culture. We chose it. We chose it. Okay. And what's cool about free will is that it does suggest that you can create a path of your own doing. Did you see Afghanistan earthquake? Okay, magnitude 5.9 earthquake. Okay, uh, many children found many children feared dead. Okay, more than a thousand people died in the disaster. Um, a ton of people are homeless. Okay. Hold on. How many people became homeless in the Afghanistan earthquake? All right. Updates 5.9. Thousand people died. Um, let's see. Let's see if I can find the word homeless. Homeless. Um, attention to turning provided disaster. Okay. No, can't find it. Anyways, a lot of people, right? A lot of people. Now, I would hope you could agree that this earthquake was not the doing of the Afghani people. Okay? They're walking along in their shitty country run by the shitty Taliban, minding their own shitty lives of which was not their doing, mind you. Where would you like to live? The United States or Afghanistan? If you're within the sound of my voice, you probably were just born here. Maybe not some of you. But most of you, you were just born here. Just like those people were just born in Afghanistan. Okay? You feel me? Afghanistan. Can you imagine what it's got to be like to live in Afghanistan? I can't even imagine. I don't even know. I don't even know. Okay? So, they're living their shitty lives. <laughs> Looks shitty to me. Maybe it's beautiful. Maybe it's, I got to go vacation at a Taliban-run Afghanistani resort. It says no one ever. (laughs) 
And then a 6.1 or 5.9 earthquake just crushes you. It's like God hates them for being poor and living a wretched life. Like it's just, are we going to blame God on this too? God hates them. I'm sure somebody will. No, man, it's just probably fault lines and shit there. It's just bad luck, man. It's just bad luck. I mean, look at this hut. Look at look at what these guys are. Okay, there's there's these guys, all men, trying to dig out of some sort of mud hut. <sighs> Hell on earth, Afghanistan. What a freaking nightmare. Uh, it says it was the deadliest in the country's two decades. In the country in at least two decades. Okay. Where does free will begin and end for these Afghani people? Okay? Where does it begin and end? Well, you know what they should do. They should get on an airplane and come to America. Oh, should they? It's their choice. It's their choice. <laughs> their choice hey james how's it going brother um isn't it free will free will they had free will to live in afghanistan they should they should stop they should stop i would hope that you can be open-minded enough to think that there are at least some aspects of your life that were out of your control. Right? Would you say that's a possibility? These Afghani people, born in Afghanistan, lived through this wretchedly long war run by the United States of America. The United States totally fucked it up, gave it over to Af uh, the Taliban, in a day, Taliban is shitty at running governments. And then the Taliban has this terrible earthquake. And now they're begging for help from the international <laughs> world. Because their people are just crushed, literally crushed. There's a lot in that life, I hope you can see. That is beyond those people's control. Okay, a lot. Okay, now, I would hope you, that would not be too hard to see. Now, let's make it a little more challenging. Let's move here. Let's move to Akron, Ohio. What is the poverty rate in Akron, Ohio? 23% of Akron, Ohio people are homeless. I mean, not homeless, sorry, are below the poverty line. Okay. Um, it says Census Bureau Thursday, uh, wait, show the missing, fell 0.5%. So the minimum household income fell 0.5% from the previous year to 34,639. That's the household income adjusted for inflation. Meanwhile, the poverty rate grew 3.2% in the city with nearly 26% of all Akron residents now living below the poverty line. Okay. If you take roughly 200,000 people, 26% of 200,000. It's 52,000 people. Okay. How many kids live below the poverty line in Akron, Ohio? One out of, uh, wait, 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 wait. It's like, uh, it's like 40%. How many kids? Okay, yeah, here it is. I'm sorry, here it is. Uh, children under six, poverty rate, 38.1%. Children six 
to 11 years old, 38.9% adolescents, 12 to 17-year-olds, 30.2%. Okay, okay? Now, I know this is going to get harder. Stick with me. Let's take just 38%, okay? 38% of kids in Akron, Ohio, live below the poverty line. Now, what's the poverty line? What is the poverty line? Um, let's see. Okay, I guess this is, this is, this will be fine. If you're a family of four and you make less than $26,500, you live below the poverty line. Okay? Okay? $26,500. What's that a month? $26,500 divided by 12 is $2,208. Okay? That's what it is. That's how much money you make with a family of four. Okay? Do you feel me? A family of four. So, we've got 38% of kids in Akron living below the poverty line. Okay. Do you think that it is harder to go to school, to get enough to eat, to sleep well enough, to not be scared about your utilities going off? If you live below the poverty line, do you think it is easier to live when your family lives above the poverty line. Do you think it is easier for a 12-year-old kid to live in a family that makes $100,000 versus a family that makes $26,000? Do you think that affects their lives? How many people remain in poverty from childhood? Okay. How many children in poverty stay in poverty? Six million children. 16% of all kids nationwide were living in poverty in 2020. The total has increased. Uh, here, okay. Hold on. Let's just keep going. Oh, nationwide. Yeah, come on. We got this. Um, okay, so... According to the official poverty measure, 11.6 million children, 16% of all nationwide. That's 16% of kids nationwide. What's the number in Akron? Oh, yeah, 38%. More than twice the national average. We're living in poverty in 2020. That total increased by more than a million children since 2019. A million more. That data also revealed the poverty rates remain disproportionately high for children of color. Nationwide, nationwide, Black, 28%. Indian, Native American, 25%. Okay. Latino, 23%. That's nationwide. 10% nationwide of non-Hispanic white kids. Okay. Um, okay. That's not what I wanted to... That's not what... Uh, uh. What percentage of children escape... The exit rate from poverty, okay, ooh, let's see what this one is. Okay, let's see what this one is. Transition into and out of poverty in the United States. Transition into and out of poverty often happen after major events such as marriage, divorce, changes in income, blah, 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 blah. Um, okay, look at this. Key findings, okay? Increased time spent in poverty is associated with lower chances on the individual will exit poverty which ranges from 60, 56% after one year poor. If you, were, if you were poor for one year, 
there's a 56% chance you're going to get out of poverty. To 13% of those in poverty for seven or more years. Okay? Okay, okay. Can you, can you understand that? Do you got this? Can you feel me? If you, as a kid, were lived in poverty for seven or more years, you have a 13% chance of getting out of poverty. Kids that live their childhood through poverty tend to, to live a life in poverty. Okay? Now, this is where it's going to get challenging. You might be inclined to think That's cool, Zach. If you want to send me uh, another article, please do. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just, look, do you think you come to me for news? Is that really where you're here? <laughs> Is that why you're here? Look. Okay, look. I look at this. How many kids are in poverty in Akron, Ohio? Okay. Now, this is wealth. No, this was not helpful. This was not helpful at all. Hold on. Why? This freaking page is broken. Dang it. Hold on. Uh, okay. Here's a... Here's a liberal news source for you. The census. <laughs> okay, here we go. Housing, housing, housing. Uh, let's see. Households. Health economy. Um, let's see. See. Okay. Persons in poverty, okay, 23%. Do you see that? Okay. Now, if you have something more official than the census, by all means, please send it to me. Now, this one I don't think talks about children. I, hold on. Okay. Here's Cleveland.com. Now, you can call this a liberal media news source if you want. Uh, okay. In nine Ohio cities, more than half the children live in poverty. In another 39 city, cities, the poverty rate for children is at least 30%. The highest child poverty rates are in Youngstown, 57%. East Cleveland, 56%. Okay? So, now let's go down. The estimates are the from the Census Bureau's five-year annual community survey taken from 2014 to 2018. Okay? Okay, where's Akron? Akron, where is it? Where's Akron? Annabula, okay, rank of child. Akron, okay, here it is. Poverty rate, child poverty rate, okay? The first number is poverty rate. The next number is child poverty rate. This is from the Census Bureau. I can't believe you want to fact check me. I, I, 23.3% poverty rate in Akron. 35.6% poverty rate of kids in Akron. Is that fact enough? <laughs> Why would you not take me as news, John Evans? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Be professional, says Zach. Are you joking? You guys go on 
Fox News and listen to Tucker Carlson. You go on CNN and listen to whoever's over there, and you know full well that isn't news. But yet you come to me and you want me to fact check? Holy shit. What is the matter with you people? <laughs> Hi, Silk. You know some people don't understand this because they feel kids are never at risk and it's fucking sad. We have people hate on our children. Of course. Omi. What is up, Omi? It's good to see you. Okay, look. <laughs> I can't believe I have to fact check. Look. Um, okay. okay. Oh, my good God. Here we go. It's actually not about factioning. Furthermore, you bring up statistics from a Cleveland source. Again, Sage, you're a public figure being accused of this and that. I'm not, it's, I'm not on anything. Okay. The stat was an article written from Cleveland.com from the census, Zach. I, you find me the article. It's your turn, Zach. You're a few hours behind in Ohio. Almost missed you again. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Everything's going on. It's your turn, Zach. Get me the... I want you, Zach. I'm, I'm, I can't be... I'm exhausted fact-checking all day. Your turn. You get me a, a media source that you believe is accurate. Well, let me ask you this. Oh, my God. It's not my life. It's not my research. It's yours. Oh, my God. Okay, Zach. You tell me the poverty rate in Akron. I'll go with Zach's official poverty rate. Uh, Omi's just in Denver. Oh, wow. Had to get some hiking in. The world's been too dark lately. Oh, that's beautiful, Omi. Good job. I'm glad you're out there. Zach is going to report back the official poverty rate. Uh, Benjamin says Zach can fuck off. <laughs> Have a great day. Oh, now I've scared Zach. I'm not discrediting your source. Stop using media for research. I, it's, the, it's the census. Are you saying because the census is on the internet, it is no longer factual? I am so trying. Look, I am not anti-conservative, okay? I am not. I am not. I am not. I am not. Oh, let's see if this will ban my uh, show on YouTube. Hold on. Did you did you watch this? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, no, no, no. Wait, just wait. You don't need to see this. Um, oh, I'm not going to get into politics right now. I, I, I don't have the energy. I don't. I, that's not really what I'm talking about here. Um, <laughs> apparently, according to Zach, if the census puts information through any news source, it can't be true. It can't be true. <laughs> and then I'm like, Zach, you show me the stats. Not my show. Not my thing. How is everyone that was at the camp? Okay, thank you. Okay, let's not go to the fact check when folks don't even fill them out when that's how the system gets some of their funding. Good truth. Okay, um, how are people at the camp? I would say we have roughly maybe 10 people at our camp left. The city reported when they came for the raid there were 30 um, tents. It sounds a little high to me. But I don't count tents all the time. I was on my way there. Omi says I was on their way to uh, drop off a few a, a, uh, uh, a bike a few weeks ago. That's amazing. I dropped it off at the place called Bikes for Poor People. That's amazing. That is actually run by the mattress factory guy. His name is Rich. Rich Cook. Rich Cook. Rich Cook uh, runs the mattress factory and that place. It's super awesome. Super awesome. Rich Cook, Rich Cook used to have free uh, air for your tires. Never guess what happened. Somebody stole the hose. <laughs> Are they good people? At my camp, they're all good people. I've never met a bad person, Omi. Not one. Not one. Not one. I've met people in bad situations. Uh, but I don't think anybody intentionally means to be bad. 
So, like, we can come back to, for example, Linda, who uh, here, you know, said, uh, you know, I don't feel bad for most people who, she's saying, of the families that had a loved one die from a fentanyl overdose. Don't, don't feel bad for most. Doesn't that sound cruel to you? Doesn't that sound cruel? Linda's not a bad person. Linda is coming from a pers perspective, okay? Linda believes that it is free will, which is what all these Christian people promote. We all have free will. That Eve didn't need to take that apple, even though God knew she was going to take the apple. Those people didn't need to uh, inject or smoke or snort those drugs, even though God knew they were going to do it. Okay. It's like the people that stormed the Capitol. Okay. Um, right. Uh, Omi says, no people definitely intend on being bad on purpose. Exactly. And then Silk says, go look it up, Zach. You seem to misunderstand. Don't have to go to the media. It's all facts. My four-year-old can figure it out. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, the fact, yeah, he's a good, he's good people. That's true. It's true. So, look, we're, uh, where are the camp people supposed to go now? Not the city's problem. Not the city's problem. Now, I got to talk to a police officer that helps um, um, helps people, like homeless people, I think primarily navigate the system you know like community support services getting mental health stuff and he came over to learn more about our camp and i was incredibly thankful that he did that incredibly and i'm not going to put words in this guy's mouth but i'm going to read what i think that he would because he said it several times there are people that don't want to follow the rules the reason they're not in the system is because they don't want to follow the rules, okay? All right. Uh, Omi says, but I feel like now that they were in an actual city and not in a designated area. Yeah, yeah they're going to be all over. Yeah. I was telling my Denver friends, and they don't understand how on your property they can sue you and try to shut you down all the time. Because the law is fake. It doesn't exist. It's an illusion. It's an illusion. Um. The government can do anything they want, and then I have to go all the way to the Ohio Supreme Court to prove whether or not I can do it. They can do whatever they want. A cop can come into your house, okay, walk right in today and go through all your belongings. Who are you going to call? The cops? No. At best, anything he finds might not be admissible in a court case. At best. Who are you, you literally, if a cop walks into your house right now and just starts going through your drawers and going through your house and rooms, no, literally, who are you going to call? Nobody. 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 Um, the law is a human construct uh, at their will to fit their needs at the moment. Yes, exactly right on me. So, at any rate, this cop was like, look, they don't want to follow the rules. Well... I can see where you're coming from on that. But let me paint another picture. A lot of these people have come out of prison, okay? And they have spent years, years, living in a very small space, being told what they can do every minute of the day. Years, if not decades, they have lived that way. Do you think... When they get out, they're really excited. <laughs> he would get shot on sight. No, I would not kill that man, Benjamin. You would, you're going to go to jail for killing a cop in your house. A hundred percent. A hundred thousand percent. Do not kill a cop walking into your house. Just let him, just let him go. Just let him go. I mean, you can shoot him if you want, but you're going to go to jail for killing a cop. 
You're going to go to jail for killing a cop. Okay? I'm telling you the truth. That's how it's going to be. Um, you... Do they, um, yeah, right, yeah, don't, you'll get in trouble for even saying that shit this, yeah, like, right, Benjamin, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, it happens, cops break into people's houses, they shoot at the cop, the people, first of all, then you're gonna get killed, so, okay, you shoot a cop, right, in your house, and you live through that somehow, you're going to have the entire SWAT team on your ass, and you are not gonna make it out of there alive. 100%. You're not even going to go to jail. You're just going to get killed yourself. <laughs> because now you're, you, I mean, they've, they've controlled the message. You're now a cop killer. I'm telling you, don't do it. <laughs> just let that guy walk right through your house. Just like I do when they come onto my land and walk through and go through all the tents. Right this way, sir. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Can I get you a drink? Can I get you a cup of coffee? Just anything I can do to help you, just please let me, you just enjoy your time on my property, illegally searching my, 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 my property. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be in prison as a pedophile or a cop killer. That sounds about right to me. Anyways, this guy, this police officer that was here at our camp to try and learn, is coming from a completely different perspective. He's not. I told him yesterday, I'm like, look, these people, we are terrified of you, me included. We are terrified of you. And I said, do you understand that? And he's like, no, I did not. I did not know that. He literally said that. And I'm like, you can do anything to us. You can take us to jail, you can kill us, you can drum up countless charges on us, and who are they going to believe? And I honestly believe he did not think that he's been a cop for 25 years, and he looked surprised when I said that we are all terrified of you. I believe it. I believe he did not understand that, okay? But it's perspective. It's not that he's bad or ignorant. It's just where he's coming from. Right? The people that raided the Capitol were told by the president, without a doubt, this is not debatable, that the election was stolen. Right? The election was stolen. The president of the United States said, the election was stolen. These were supporters of the president. What else are you going to do? You believe that your government has just collapsed. Right? You can't be mad at people for believing that the election was stolen when the president says the election was stolen. You can't be mad at them. Now, was it free will? Did they have free will to go into that capital? I am here to tell you that if I was a Trump supporter, I would have been in that capital. Look at me. Of course I would have. What are you, nuts? I would have led the charge. I would have hoped. The last thing you want to... Oh, yeah, we already said that. Okay. Uh, yeah, Marsha Marshall's here. Oh, my gosh, what a wonderful thing. I sure was freaking out watching that whole Capitol thing. It was disturbing, wasn't it? Woo-wee. Okay. Now, are those people guilty of the things that they've been charged of. Probably. Shouldn't run into the... You're going to be... Look. Was <laughs> John Brown 
guilty of the things that John Brown did and deserved hanging. He was a terrorist, okay? John Brown savagely murdered a family out west that were slaveholders. John Brown made that raid on, uh, what is it, the raid on Harper's Ferry, okay? Took over an armor's depot. Guns, I believe, he got from the uh, Summit County uh, Jail. They disappeared. I think he took Summit County Jail guns down to Harper's Ferry. The idea, do you remember that whole thing? The idea was he was going to go down there, free some slaves, and uh, then they were going to have an uprising and they would be able to take over the whole thing. Turns out, a lot of people don't love uprising. (laughs) Getting their asses killed. (laughs) Even slaves. It's not a great plan, but I do believe it was the spark that started the Civil War. And the Civil War was worth having because we got out of slavery. It was worth it. Uh, John Brown, my greatest American hero. I am not John Brown. I'm more of like a Harriet Tubman type. I'm not going to be killing people. Uh, John Brown just got lucky. Usually those kind of guys, I mean, not lucky. He died. He got hanged. Uh, usually it's like a Timothy McVeigh, a Unabomber type. You don't even know what the hell they did. They were just some wacko nut job. It's not a good way to start a revolution, just trying to kill people. It's, I, I just, it's, 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 it's not good strategy. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to be mayor. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> ah. <sighs> yeah. Also not likely. But whatever, you got to try something, right? Maybe. Who knows? I'm going to try really hard. Anyways, um, this whole free will thing is not as cut and dry as you make it out to be, mostly with addiction. If you think a person could just pick up or put down drugs, you don't understand anything about addiction. Not a th- one damn thing not one damn thing you don't even understand the addiction in your own life why don't you go a month without eating ice cream like okay let's try it like okay say you eat ice cream every night just stop don't eat it tonight don't eat it tomorrow night don't eat it the night after Stop eating ice cream for a month. Just right now. Just do it. Just be like, okay, Sage said I'm going to stop eating ice cream for a month. I'm going to do it. Just do it. Uh, You smoke cigarettes. Just stop. Just stop. Why don't you just stop? Stop for a month. You drink a cup of coffee every morning. Just stop. Don't. Tomorrow, don't do it. Just wake up tomorrow morning and don't have a cup of coffee. Don't do it for a month. Okay? These are nothing to to compare to the addictive qualities of something like fentanyl nothing nothing okay you don't understand your own addictions you don't understand addiction in general you don't understand what it means to be a human being we get stuck in ruts that are damn near impossible to get out of how about addicted to uh uh a spouse that is psychologically or mentally uh, abusive. You know you should leave, but you won't. Uh, uh, Omi says, my addiction is to lattes from Dunkin'. I may go a week or two without it, but then I just wake up one more, and that's all I can think about. I can't even start my day until I get it. And the whole teriyaki, being in my car, listening to NPR, taking back roads, going home after I get it. Wow, that's beautiful. That does sound beautiful. We have impulses, and these impulses drive us to do things. How about buying shit on Amazon? Love it. I see something on Amazon, you got to buy it. Got to buy it. (laughs) You got to understand what it means to be a human. Teriyaki equals ritual. Oh, I have a whole teriyaki. I like just calling it a teriyaki, though. I have a whole ritual. (laughs) Calling a ritual a teriyaki sounds better. I dig it. Um... Look, stop judging people, man. You don't know what it's like being somebody else. Just live your own life. Leave them alone. 
Stop telling people how they should live their life. Why don't you work on your life? Because I guarantee your life is shit. Total garbage. My life is garbage. I'm a garbage human, and I know it. I'm not living up to my full potential. (laughs) That's why I was uh, a binge drinker, because I know perfectly well that I'm a shit stain of a human being. I, do you know the best way to uh, reduce your carbon footprint? Kill yourself! <laughs> I help homeless people, and I'm here to tell you the world would be a better place if I would just disappear. And I'm not going to kill myself. I'm not, don't, you don't need to worry about me. It's not that. I'm just saying uh, we're all shit. You think you're better than a, a fentanyl addict flying around on airplanes driving your gas-guzzling car, running your air conditioning. You think you're better? (laughs) You think you're better than them? They literally take up zero resources. They have nothing. They're living, they live the most carbon-free lifestyle imaginable. They can't afford gasoline or air conditioning. (laughs) And somehow you judge them. Meanwhile, you're actually destroying the earth. Just wow. All right, anybody. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. You're not garbage. You're you're fine. You're we're all fine. We're all fine. Just relax and stop accusing other people of being garbage when you're a garbage human yourself. Okay? That's all. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I love you so much. I do, you garbage human, you garbage piece of shit. You're the best. You are amazing. Take care. Peace out. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.